Chapter 9 of Poems of American History, Volume 4, The Civil War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Poems of American History, Volume 4, The Civil War by Various. Chapter 9, With Grant on the Mississippi. Grant had a brief repose after his victories at Shiloh and Corinth, then he addressed himself to the capture of Vicksburg. The Confederates had made a second Gibraltar of the place, and so long as they held it, had command of the Mississippi. Early in April, 1863, he collected his army at New Carthage, just below Vicksburg, and on the night of April 16th, Porter's fleet ran past the batteries, the object of this perilous enterprise being to afford means for carrying the troops across the river and for covering the movement. Running the Batteries As observed from the anchorage above Vicksburg, April 1863 A moonless night, a friendly one, a haze dimmed the shadowy shore, as the first lampless boat slid silent on. Hissed, and we spake no more, we but pointed, and stilly, to what we saw. We felt the dew, and seemed to feel the secret like a burden laid. The first boat melts, and a second keel is blent with the foliaged shade. Their midnight rounds have the rebel officers made? Unspied as yet, a third, a fourth, gunboat and transport in Indian file upon the warpath smooth from the north. But the watch may they hope to beguile? The manned river batteries stretch far, mile on mile. A flame leaps out, they are seen. Another and another gun roars. We tell the course of the boats through the screen by each further fort that pours, and we guess how they jump from their beds on those shrouded shores. Converging fires. We speak, though low. That blastful furnace can they thread? Why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out all right, we read. The Lord be sure he helps his people, Ned. How we strain our gaze. On bluffs they shun, a golden growing flame appears, confirms to a silvery steadfast one. The town is afire, crows Hugh, three cheers. Lot stops his mouth. Nay, lad, better three tears. A purposed light, it shows our fleet yet a little late in its searching ray, so far and strong that in phantom cheat lank on the deck our shadows lay. The shining flagship stings their guns to furious play. How dread to mark her near the glare and glade of death the beacon throws, athwart the racing waters there, one by one each plainer grows, then speeds a blazoned target to our gladdened foes. The impartial cresset lights as well the fixed forts to the boats that run, and plunged from the ports their answers swell, back to each fortress done. Ponderous words speaks every monster gun. Fearless they flash through the gates of flame, the salamanders hard to hit, though vivid shows each bulky frame, and never the batteries intermit, nor the boats huge guns they fire and flit. Anon a lull, the beacon dies. Are they out of that strait accursed?
but other flames now dawning rise not mellowly brilliant like the first but rolled in smoke whose whitish volumes burst a baleful brand a hurrying torch whereby anew the boats are seen a burning transport all a lurch breathless we gaze yet still we glean glimpses of beauty as we eager lean the effulgence takes an amber glow which bathes the hillside villas far affrighted ladies mark the show painting the pale magnolia the fair false circle light of cruel war the barge drifts doomed a plague struck one shoreward in yawls the sailors fly but the gauntlet now is nearly run the spleenful forts by fits reply and the burning boat dies down in morning's sky all out of range adieu messieurs jeers as it spreads our parting gun so burst we through their barriers and menaces every one so porter proves himself a brave man's son herman melville the army was at once taken across the river and on may nineteenth eighteen sixty three a general assault was made on the town this was repulsed with severe loss and grant thereupon settled down for a regular siege before vicksburg may eighteenth to july fourth eighteen sixty three while sherman stood beneath the hottest fire that from the lines of vicksburg gleamed and bombshells tumbled in their smoky gyre and grape-shot hissed and case-shot screamed back from the front there came weeping and sorely lame the merest child the youngest face man ever saw in such a fearful place stifling his tears he limped his chief to meet but when he paused and tottering stood around the circle of his little feet there spread a pool of bright young blood shocked at his doleful case sherman cried halt front face who are you speak my gallant boy a drummer sir fifty-fifth illinois are you not hit that's nothing only send some cartridges our men are out and the foe press us but my little friend don't mind me did you hear that shout what if our men be driven oh for the love of heaven send to my colonel general dear but you oh i shall easily find the rear how see to that cried sherman and a drop angels might envy dimmed his eye as the boy toiling toward the hill's hard top turned round and with his shrill child's cry shouted oh don't forget we'll win the battle yet but let our soldiers have some more more cartridges sir caliber fifty four george henry boker the place was completely invested and a terrific bombardment maintained until july third eighteen sixty three when the town surrendered and on the next day the confederate troops in the place to the number of twenty-seven thousand laid down their arms vicksburg for sixty days and upwards a storm of shell and shot rained round us in a flaming shower but still we faltered not if the noble city perish our grand young leader said let the only walls the foe shall scale be ramparts of the dead for sixty days and upwards the eye of heaven waxed dim and e'en throughout god's holy morn or christian prayer and hymn arose a hissing tumult as if the fiends in air strove to engulf the voice of faith in the shrieks of their despair 
There was wailing in the houses, there was trembling on the marts, while the tempest raged and thundered mid the silent thrill of hearts. But the Lord our shield was with us, and ere a month had sped, our very women walked the streets with scarce one throb of dread. And the little children gambled, their faces purely raised, just for a wondering moment, as the huge bombs whirled and blazed. Then turned with silvery laughter to the sports which children love, thrice mailed in the sweet instinctive thought that the good God watched above. Yet the hailing bolts fell faster from scores of flame-clad ships, and about us denser, darker, grew the conflict's wild eclipse, till a solid cloud closed o'er us, like a type of doom and ire, whence shot a thousand quivering tongues of forked and vengeful fire. But the unseen hands of angels those death shafts warned aside, and the dove of heavenly mercy ruled o'er the battle-tide. In the houses ceased the wailing, and through the war-scarred marts the people strode with step of hope to the music in their hearts. Paul Hamilton Hayne Just at noon of July 4, 1863, the Stars and Stripes was run up over the courthouse, and the Union troops, seeing it, started to sing the battle-cry of freedom. By mid-afternoon the possession of the post was absolute, and the Union fleet lay at the levee. THE BATTLE CRY OF FREEDOM Yes, we'll rally round the flag, boys, we'll rally once again, shouting the battle cry of freedom. We will rally from the hillside, we'll gather from the plain, shouting the battle cry of freedom. CHORUS The Union forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah, down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally round the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of freedom. We are springing to the call of our brothers gone before, shouting the battle cry of freedom, and will fill the vacant ranks with a million freemen more, shouting the battle cry of freedom. We will welcome to our numbers the loyal, true, and brave, shouting the battle cry of freedom, and although they may be poor, not a man shall be a slave, shouting the battle cry of freedom. So we're springing to the call from the east and from the west, shouting the battle cry of freedom, and we'll hurl the rebel crew from the land we love the best, shouting the battle cry of freedom. George Frederick Root Meanwhile, General Banks had been besieging Port Hudson, a position scarcely less formidable than Vicksburg, and on May 24, 1863, had driven the Confederates within their inner line of entrenchments. Three days later, a general assault took place, in which the 1st and 2nd Louisiana colored troops bore a prominent part. The Black Regiment, May 27, 1863 Dark as the clouds of even, ranked in the western heaven, waiting the breath that lifts all the dead mass and drifts, tempest and falling brand over a ruined land, so still and orderly, arm to arm, knee to knee, Waiting the great event stands the black regiment. Down the long dusky line, teeth gleam and eyeballs shine, and the bright bayonet, bristling and firmly set, flashed with a purpose grand long ere the sharp command of the fierce rolling drum told them their time had come, told them what work was sent for the black regiment. Now the flag sergeant cried, though death and hell be tied, 
let the whole nation see if we are fit to be free in this land or bound down like the whining hound bound with the red stripes of pain in our old chains again oh what a shout there went from the black regiment charge trump and drum awoke onward the bondman broke bayonet and sabre stroke vainly opposed their rush through the wild battle's crush with but one thought a flush driving their lords like chaff in the guns mouths they laugh or at the slippery brands leaping with open hands down they tear man and horse down in their awful course trampling with bloody heel over the crashing steel all their eyes forward bent rushed the black regiment freedom their battle cry freedom or leave to die ah and they meant the word not as with us tis heard not a mere party shout they gave their spirits out trusted the end to god and on the gory sod rolled in triumphant blood glad to strike one free blow whether for weal or woe glad to breathe one free breath though on the lips of death praying alas in vain that they might fall again so they could once more see that burst to liberty this was what freedom lent to the black regiment hundreds and hundreds fell but they are resting well scourges and shackles strong never shall do them wrong o oh, to the living few soldiers be just and true hail them as comrades tried fight with them side by side never in field or tent scorn the black regiment george henry boker shortly after the fall of vicksburg grant was severely injured by a fall from a horse and it was some months before he could take the field again most of his troops were sent to reinforce the army of the cumberland under rosencrans which was operating against the confederates under bragg in tennessee chattanooga was occupied by the union forces on september sixteenth eighteen sixty three rosecrans pushed forward to the chickamauga valley where on september eighteenth bragg attacked in force the battle raged for two days the union line was broken and general thomas and his division were isolated on a slope of missionary ridge assault after assault was delivered against him but he stood like a rock and at sundown still held the position the ballad of chickamauga september nineteenth twentieth eighteen sixty three by chickamauga's crooked stream the martial trumpets blew the north and south stood face to face with war's dread work to do o lion strong unselfish brave twin athletes battle-wise brothers yet enemies the fire of conflict in their eyes all banner led and bugle stirred they set them to the fight hearing the god of slaughter laughed from mountain height to height the ruddy fair-haired giant north breathed loud and strove amain the swarthy shoulders of the south did heave them to the strain an earthquake shuddered underfoot a cloud rolled overhead and serpent tongues of flame cut through and lapped and twinkled red where back and forth a bullet stream went singing like a breeze what time the snarling cannon-balls to splinters tore the trees make way make way a voice boomed out i'm marching to the sea the answer was a rebel yell and bragg's artillery 
where negley struck the cohorts gray like storm-tossed clouds were rent where buckner charged a cyclone fell the blue to tatters went the noble brannon cheered his men pat cleburne answered back and Lytle stormed and life was not in walthall's bloody track old taylor's ridge rocked to its base and pigeon mountain shook and helm went down and Lytle died and broken was mccook van cleave moved like a hurricane a tempest blew with hood awful the sweep of breckenridge across the flaming wood never before did battle roar such chords of thunder make never again shall tides of men over such barriers break stand fast stand fast cried rosecrans and thomas said i will and crash on crash his batteries dashed their broadsides down the hill brave longstreet's splendid rush tore through whatever barred its track till the rock of chickamauga hurled the roaring columns back and gave the tide of victory a red tinge of defeat adding a noble dignity to that hard word retreat two days they fought and evermore those days shall stand apart keynotes of epic chivalry within the nation's heart come come and set the carven rocks to mark this glorious spot here let the deeds of heroes live their hatreds be forgot build build but never monument of stone shall last as long as one old soldier's ballad born on breath of battle song maurice thompson thomas at chickamauga september nineteenth twentieth eighteen sixty three it was that fierce contested field when chickamauga lay beneath the wild tornado that swept her pride away her dimpling dales and circling hills dyed crimson with the flood that had its sources in the springs that throb with human blood go say to general hooker to reinforce his right said thomas to his aide-de-camp when wildly went the fight in front the battle thundered it roared both right and left but like a rock pap thomas stood upon the crested cleft where will i find you general when i return the aide leaned on his bridle rein to wait the answer thomas made the old chief like a lion turned his pale lips set and sear and shook his mane and stamped his foot and fiercely answered here the flood-tide of fraternal strife rolled upward to his feet and like the breakers on the shore the thunderous clamors beat the sad earth rocked and reeled with woe the woodland shrieked in pain and hill and vale were groaning with the burden of the slain who does not mind that sturdy form that steady heart and hand that calm repose and gallant mien that courage high and grand o god who givest nations men to meet their lofty needs vouchsafe another thomas when our country prostrate bleeds they fought with all the fortitude of earnest men and true the men who wore the rebel gray the men who wore the blue and those they fought most valiantly for petty state and clan and these for truer union and the brotherhood of man they come those hurling legions with banners crimson splashed against our stubborn columns their rushing ranks are dashed till neath the blistering iron hail the shy and frightened deer go scurrying from their forest haunts to plunge in wilder fear beyond our lines are broken and now in frenzied rout the flower of the cumberland has swiftly faced about 
in horse and foot and color guard are reeling rear and van and in the awful panic man forgets that he is man now brag with pride exultant above our broken wings the might of all his army against pap thomas brings they're massing to the right of him they're massing to the left and god be with our hero who holds the crested cleft blow blow ye echoing bugles give answer screaming shell go belch your murderous fury ye batteries of hell ring out o impious musket spin on o shattering shot our smoke encircled hero he hears but heeds ye not now steady men now steady make one more valiant stand for gallant steedman's coming his force is well in hand close up your shattered columns take steady aim and true the chief who loves you as his life will live or die with you by solid columns on they come by columns they are hurled as down the eddying rapids the storm-swept booms are whirled and when the ammunition fails o moment drear and dread the heroes load their blackened guns from rounds of soldiers dead god never sent his signet on the hearts of braver men or fixed the goal of victory on higher heights than then with bayonets and muskets clubbed they close the rush and roar their stepping stones to glory are their comrades gone before o vanished majesty of days not all forgotten yet we consecrate unto thy praise one hour of deep regret one hour to them whose days were years of glory that shall flood the nation's sombre night of tears of carnage and of blood o vanished majesty of days when men were gauged by worth set crowned and dowered in the way to judge the sons of earth when all the little great fell down before the great unknown and priest put off the hampering gown and coward donned his own o vanished majesty of days that saw the sun shine on the deeds that wake sublimer praise than ghent or marathon when patriots in homespun rose where one was called for ten and heroes sprang full armored from the humblest walks of men o vanished majesty of days rise type and mold to-day and teach our sons to follow on where duty leads the way that whatsoever trial comes defying doubt and fear they in the thickest fight shall stand and proudly answer here kate brownlee sherwood rosecrans could not reinforce thomas and at four o'clock general james a garfield was entrusted with the perilous task of taking him an order to withdraw garfield got to thomas safely and the retreat began at sundown the confederates attempted no pursuit garfield's ride at chickamauga september twentieth eighteen sixty three again the summer fevered skies the breath of autumn calms again the golden moons arise on harvest happy farms the locusts pipe the crickets sing among the falling leaves and wandering breezes sigh and bring the harp note of the sheaves peace smiles upon the hills and dells peace smiles upon the seas and drop the notes of happy bells upon the fruited trees the broad missouri stretches far her commerce gathering arms and multiply on arkansas the grain encumbered farms old chattanooga crowned with green sleeps neath her walls in peace the argo has returned again and brings the golden fleece 
O nation, free from sea to sea, in union blessed forever, fair be their fame who fought for thee by Chickamauga River. The autumn winds were piping low beneath the vine-clad eaves. We heard the hollow bugle blow among the ripened sheaves. And fast the mustering squadrons passed through mountain portals wide, and swift the blue brigades were massed by Chickamauga's tide. It was the Sabbath, and in awe we heard the dark hills shake, and o'er the mountain turrets saw the smoke of battle break. And neath the war-cloud, gray and grand, the hills o'erhanging low, the army of the Cumberland unequal met the foe. Again, O oh fair September night, beneath the moon and stars, I see through memories dark and bright the altar-fires of Mars. The morning breaks with screaming guns from batteries dark and dire, and where the Chickamauga runs, red runs the musket's fire. I see bold Longstreet's darkening host sweep through our lines of flame, and here again the right is lost, Swart Rosecrans exclaim. But not the left, young Garfield cries, from that we must not sever, while Thomas holds the field that lies on Chickamauga River. Oh, on that day of clouded gold, how half of hope bereft, the cannoneers like titans rolled their thunders on the left. I see the battle clouds again with glowing autumn splendors blending. It seemed as if the gods with men were on Olympian heights contending. Through tongues of flame, through meadows brown, dry valley roads concealed, Ohio's hero dashes down upon the rebel field. And swift, on reeling charger borne, he threads the wooded plain, By twice a hundred cannon moan, and reddened with the slain. But past the swaths of carnage dire, the Union guns he hears, And gains the left, begirt with fire, and thus the heroes cheers. While stands the left, yon flag o'erhead, shall Chattanooga stand. Let the Napoleons reign their lead, was Thomas's command. Back swept the gray brigades of Bragg, the air with victory rung, and Wurzel's rally round the flag, mid Union cheers was sung. The flag on Chattanooga's height in twilight's crimson waved, and all the clustered stars of white were to the Union saved. O chief of staff, the nation's fate, that red field crossed with thee, the triumph of the camp and state, the hope of liberty. O nation free from sea to sea, with union blessed forever, not vainly heroes fought for thee by Chickamauga River. In dreams I stand beside the tide where those old heroes fell, above the valleys long and wide, sweet rings the Sabbath bell. I hear no more the bugle blow as on that fateful day. I hear the ring-dove fluting low where shaded waters stray. On Mission Ridge the sunlight streams above the fields of fall, and Chattanooga calmly dreams beneath her mountain wall. Old Lookout Mountain towers on high as in heroic days, when neath the battle in the sky were seen its summits blaze. Twas ours to lay no garlands fair upon the graves unknown, Kind nature sets her gentians there, and fall the seer leaves lone. Those heroes' graves no shaft of Mars may mark with beauty ever, but floats the flag of forty stars by Chickamauga River. Hezekiah Butterworth This defeat brought Grant into the field again, though he was still on crutches. 
the confederates held a strong position on missionary ridge and lookout mountain and grant prepared to attack on november twenty fourth eighteen sixty three hooker's brigade moved forward to the northern face of lookout mountain drove the enemy from their rifle pits and entrenchments and then started after them up the slope the mountain was enveloped in a dense fog and into this hooker's men disappeared during the night the confederates delivered a savage assault but were beaten off at dawn when the union troops scaled the palisades they found the entrenchments at the top deserted and unfurled the stars and stripes from the summit of pulpit rock the confederates were dislodged next day from missionary ridge and were soon in full retreat the battle of lookout mountain november twenty fourth eighteen sixty three give me but two brigades said hooker frowning at fortified lookout and i'll engage to sweep yon mountain clear of that mocking rebel rout at early morning came an order that set the general's face aglow now he said to his staff draw out my soldiers grant says that i may go hither and thither dashed each eagle colonel to join his regiment while a low rumor of the daring purpose ran on from tent to tent for the long roll was sounding through the valley and the keen trumpets bray and the wild laughter of the swarthy veterans who cried we fight to-day the solid tramp of infantry the rumble of the great jolting gun the sharp clear order and the fierce steeds neighing why's not the fight begun all these plain harbingers of sudden conflict broke on the startled ear and last arose a sound that made your blood leap the ringing battle cheer the lower works were carried at one onset like a vast roaring sea of steel and fire our soldiers from the trenches swept out the enemy and we could see the gray coats swarming up from the mountain's leafy base to join their comrades in the higher fastness for life or death the race then our long line went winding up the mountain in a huge serpent track and the slant sun upon it flashed and glimmered as on a dragon's back higher and higher the column's head pushed onward ere the rear moved a man and soon the skirmish lines their straggling volleys and single shots began then the bald head of lookout flamed and bellowed and all its batteries woke and down the mountain poured the bombshells puffing into our eyes their smoke and balls and grape-shot rained upon our column that bore the angry shower as if it were no more than that soft dropping which scarcely stirs the flower o glorious courage that inspires the hero and runs through all his men the heart that failed beside the rappahannock it was itself again the star that circumstance and jealous faction shrouded in envious night here shone with all the splendor of its nature and with a freer light hark hark there go the well-known crashing volleys the long-continued roar that swells and falls but never ceases wholly until the fight is o'er up toward the crystal gates of heaven ascending the mortal tempest beat as if they sought to try their cause together before god's very feet we saw our troops had gained a footing almost beneath the top ledge and back and forth the rival lines went surging upon the dizzy edge we saw sometimes our men fall backward slowly and groaned in our despair or cheered when now and then a stricken rebel plunged out in open air down down a thousand empty fathoms dropping his god alone knows where 
at eve thick haze upon the mountain gathered with rising smoke stained black and not a glimpse of the contending armies shone through the swirling rack night fell o'er all but still they flashed their lightnings and rolled their thunders loud though no man knew upon which side was going that battle in the cloud night what a night of anxious thought and wonder but still no tidings came from the bare summit of the trembling mountain still wrapped in mist and flame but towards the sleepless dawn stillness more dreadful than the fierce sound of war settled over nature as if she stood breathless before the morning star as the sun rose dense clouds of smoky vapor boiled from the valley's deeps dragging their torn and ragged edges slowly up through the tree-clad steeps and rose and rose till look out like a vision above us grandly stood and over his bleak crags and storm-blanched headlands burst the warm golden flood thousands of eyes were fixed upon the mountain and thousands held their breath and the vast army in the valley watching seemed touched with sudden death hyorus soared great lookout robed in purple a glory on his face a human meaning in his hard calm features beneath that heavenly grace out on a crag walked something what an eagle that treads yon giddy height surely no man but still he clambered forward into the full rich light then up he started with a sudden motion and from the blazing crag flung to the morning breeze and sunny radiance the dear old starry flag ah then what followed scarred and war-worn soldiers like girls flushed through their tan and down the thousand wrinkles of the battles a thousand tear-drops ran men seized each other in returned embraces and sobbed for very love a spirit which made all that moment brothers seemed falling from above and as we gazed around the mountain summit our glittering files appeared into the rebel works we saw them moving and we we cheered we cheered and they above waved all their flags before us and joined our frantic shout standing like demigods in light and triumph upon their own lookout george henry boker the battle in the clouds november twenty fourth eighteen sixty three where the dews and the rains of heaven have their fountain like its thunder and its lightning our brave burst on the foe up above the clouds on freedom's lookout mountain raining life-blood like water on the valleys down below o green be the laurels that grow o sweet be the wild buds that blow in the dells of the mountain where the brave are lying low light of our hope and crown of our story bright as sunlight pure as starlight shall their deed of daring glow while the day and the night out of heaven shed their glory on freedom's lookout mountain whence they routed freedom's foe Oh, soft be the gales when they go through the pines on the summit where they blow, chanting solemn music for the souls that passed below. William Dean Howells By the autumn of 1862, Union forces had established themselves firmly on the North Carolina coast, and early in the following year preparations were made to attack Charleston, the very head and front of the Confederacy. Charleston april eighteen sixty three calm as that second summer which precedes the first fall of snow in the broad sunlight of heroic deeds the city bides the foe 
and yet behind their ramparts stern and proud her bolted thunders sleep dark sumter like a battlemented cloud looms o'er the solemn deep no calpe frowns from lofty cliff or scour to guard the holy strand but moultrie holds in leash her dogs of war above the level sand and down the dunes a thousand guns lie crouched unseen beside the flood like tigers in some orient jungle crouched that wait and watch for blood meanwhile through streets still echoing with trade walk grave and thoughtful men whose hands may one day wield the patriot's blade as lightly as the pen and maidens with such eyes as would grow dim over a bleeding hound seem each one to have caught the strength of him whose sword she sadly bound thus girt without and garrisoned at home day patient following day old charleston looks from roof and spire and dome across her tranquil bay ships through a hundred foes from saxon lands and spicy indian ports bring saxon steel and iron to her hands and summer to her courts but still along yon dim atlantic line the only hostile smoke creeps like a harmless mist above the brine from some frail floating oak shall the spring dawn and she still clad in smiles and with an unscathed brow rest in the strong arms of her palm-crowned isles as fair and free as now we know not in the temple of the fates god has inscribed her doom and all untroubled in her faith she waits the triumph or the tomb henry timrod on april seventh eighteen sixty three a strong squadron under admiral dupont attempted to enter the harbor and reduce fort sumter but got such a warm reception that it was forced to withdraw one ship was sunk and the others badly damaged the battle of charleston harbor april seventh eighteen sixty three two hours or more beyond the prime of a blithe april day the northmen's mailed invincibles steamed up fair charleston bay they came in sullen file and slow low-breasted on the wave black as a midnight front of storm and silent as the grave a thousand warrior hearts beat high as those dread monsters drew more closely to the game of death across the breezeless blue and twice ten thousand hearts of those who watched the scene afar thrill in the awful hush that bides the battle's broadening star each gunner moveless by his gun with rigid aspect stands the reedy linstocks firmly grasped in bold untrembling hands so moveless in their marbled calm their stern heroic guise they look like forms of statued stone with burning human eyes our banners on the outmost walls with stately rustling fold flash back from arch and parapet the sunlight's ruddy gold they mount to the deep roll of drums and widely echoing cheers and then once more dark breathless hushed wait the grim cannoneers onward in sullen file and slow low glooming on the wave near nearer still the haughty fleet glides silent as the grave when shivering the portentous calm or startled flood and shore broke from the sacred island fort the thunder wrath of yore ha brutal corsairs though ye come thrice cased in iron mail beware the storm that's opening now god's vengeance guides the hail 
ye strive the ruffian types of might gainst law and truth and right now quail beneath a sturdier power and own a mightier might the storm has burst and while we speak more furious wilder higher dart from the circling batteries a hundred tongues of fire the waves gleam red the lurid vault of heaven seems rent above fight on o knightly gentlemen for faith and home and love there's not in all that line of flame one soul that would not rise to seize the victor's wreath of blood though death must give the prize there's not in all this anxious crowd that throngs the ancient town a maid who does not yearn for power to strike one foeman down the conflict deepens ship by ship the proud armada sweeps where fierce from sumter's raging breast the volleyed lightning leaps and ship by ship ranked overborne ere burned the sunset light crawls in the gloom of baffled hate beyond the field of fight o glorious empress of the main from out thy storied spires thou well mayest peal thy bells of joy and light thy festal fires since heaven this day hath striven for thee hath nerved thy dauntless sons and thou in clear-eyed faith hast seen god's angels near the guns paul hamilton hayne it was evident that the fleet by itself could accomplish nothing and a land attack was therefore planned against fort wagner a very strong work fully garrisoned by veterans it was stormed on the evening of july eighteenth eighteen sixty three the fifty-fourth massachusetts colored colonel robert gold shaw leading he was killed in the first assault and his regiment was decimated the confederates buried shaw in a pit under a heap of his niggers bury them wagner july eighteenth eighteen sixty three bury the dragon's teeth bury them deep and dark the incisors swart and stark the molars heavy and dark and the one white fang underneath bury the hope forlorn never shudder to fling with its fellows dusky and worn the strong and beautiful thing pallid ivory and pearl into the horrible pit hurry it in and hurl all the rest over it trample them clawed by clawed stamp them in dust amain the cuspids cruent and red that the monster freedom shed on the sacred strong slave sod they never shall rise again never what hideous growth is sprouting through clod and clay what terror starts to the day a crop of steel on our oath how the burnished stamens glance spike and anther and blade how they burst from the bloody shade and spindle to spear and lance there are tassels of blood-red maize how the horrible harvest grows tis sabres that glint and daze tis bayonets all ablaze uprearing in dreadful rows for one that we buried there a thousand are come to air ever by doorstone and hearth they break from the angry earth and out of the crimson sand where the cold white fang was laid rises a terrible shade the wraith of a sleepless brand and our hearts wax strange and chill with an ominous shudder and thrill even here on the strong slave sod lest happily we be found ah dread no brave hath drowned fighting against great god henry howard brownell heavy siege batteries were at once erected by the union forces and on august seventeenth eighteen sixty three a terrific bombardment began against sumter and wagner and continued uninterruptedly 
Ten days later, Sumter had been reduced to a shapeless mass of ruins, and Fort Wagner was captured soon afterwards, but the city itself still stood unshaken. Twilight on Sumter, 1863 Still in dark along the sea Sumter lay. A light was overhead, as from burning cities shed, and the clouds were battle-red far away. Not a solitary gun left to tell the fort had won or lost a day. Nothing but the tattered rag of the drooping rebel flag, and the seabirds screaming round it in their play. How it woke one April morn fame shall tell, as from Moultrie close at hand and the batteries on the land, round its faint but fearless band, shot and shell. Raining hid the doubtful light, but they fought the hopeless fight long and well. Theirs the glory, ours the shame, till the walls were wrapped in flame. Then their flag was proudly struck, and Sumter fell. Now, oh, look at Sumter now in the gloom. Mark its scarred and shattered walls. Hark, the ruined rampart falls. There's a justice that appalls in its doom. For this blasted spot of earth, where rebellion had its birth, is in its tomb. And when Sumter sinks at last from the heavens that shrink aghast, hell shall rise in grim derision and make room. Richard Henry Stoddard End of chapter 9